ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is June 29th, and on Thursday, Atlanta United will play the first of two massively important games for the club. The first is at Red Bulls, at Red Bull Arena. Kickoff will be at 8.08 p.m. And then a couple of days later, the team will play at NYCFC in Yankee Stadium. These are important games because these are two teams in which Atlanta, or that Atlanta United have never beaten on the road in a regular season game. They haven't even scored at Red Bulls in four previous games. The team needs to get some points. It needs to get some confidence. After the 2-1 loss to Toronto, which was one of the worst performances. I don't I don't worse is not the right word, but it wasn't a good performance. It was just it was very below average performance. Atlanta United only has 19 points. It trails Cincinnati by four points for the seventh playoff spot. It trails the Red Bulls by seven points for the fourth playoff spot. And it trails Philadelphia already by 10 points for the first playoff spot. So that was pretty much, I think, done and dusted. Now Atlanta United's goal should really just be to make the playoffs because the schedule is not going to get any easier after they play Red Bulls and NYCFC, they play Austin at home. Austin is in third place in the West with 28 points. It's, it's just not going to get any easier. And Atlanta United hasn't really shown this season that it can play consistently well on the road or at home. The past few games, the goals that it scored are more the result of broken plays than, than anything, any kind of clever buildup or, or smart runs or movement made by Atlanta United. They've got some troubles. Uh, there was a little bit of news first this week. Um, the team extended the loan of Ronaldo Cisneros, uh, who got off to such a hot start. Still tied for the team lead with four goals, but it's been quite a while since he scored. Uh, we asked Gonzalo Pineda about the loan being extended through the end of the MLS season. Yeah, well, I think it's self-explanatory. The kid is good. The kid is playing. The kid is being uh, uh, doing the right things. I think he fits a culture. Uh, and the type of player we want in, in Atlanta United. So we're, I'm very happy. I mean, I, I knew this was coming, but I couldn't share that until it was official. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and then the next question I asked Gonzalo Pineda about the importance of getting some points out of these next two matches. It's massive. I mean, 
we always try to go game by game, right? Because uh, I think it's the right way to go. But yes, especially after you know this tough loss against uh, Toronto and the way it, it happened, uh, and with all these injuries, it's, it's just very important to get something out of this game. I mean, last year we got a tie, and I remember they were overloading us with their high pressing style and all that, which is good. Uh, but at the end, we had a chance to win. We had a chance. I remember that game, and we had a clear, clear chance to win the game. So I think uh, we can do a very, very good game there, and then trying to get three points. Obviously, I think out of this stretch of three games, we already waste the opportunity to win something in Toronto, whether it's one point or three. So now we to we need to regain that in the next two games in New York. So yes, this game is very important. We'll we will do our game plan to try to win the game and to try to to get those those three points that are very valuable in this moment. So let's look at some of the stats for the game. Atlanta United this season on the road is one five and one, including that loss at Toronto. The Red Bulls at home are only 2-2-4 two, two, and four this year, which is a little bit weird, but they've been really good on the road. Not that that matters right now. Atlanta United has scored 23 goals and allowed 22. Red Bulls have scored 26 and allowed only 19, so they're better in both departments. Atlanta United's expected goals for and against are 23.1 to 20.7. Red Bulls are 27.0 to 22.7. The players to watch for Red Bulls are Lewis Morgan, seven goals and one assist. Lucinius, but he is listed in the COVID protocols, so he may not play. He has five goals and two assists. Patrick Kamala has four goals, three assists, and Omar Fernandez has two goals and three assists. Alex Chilowitz will be the referee. The Atlanta United injury report, Santiago Sosa is still listed as questionable. Y'all know the long list of players who are out, which now includes uh, Brooks Lennon, um, who for some reason is, wasn't on the injury report, but he's out for six to eight weeks. Red Bulls, Andre Reyes is out, Lucas Monzon, Wiki Carmona, Daniel Edelman, Caden Clark, and Dylan Nielis. My predicted 11, you can find in a story called Info to Know at Lenny United at Red Bulls. So I hope that you'll check that out. You can find it on my Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC or on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. As you know, Red Bulls are going to press Atlanta United. They're going to press them all over the field, and they're going to press them very high up the field. Gonzalo Pineda was asked, why does Atlanta United's philosophy on attacking always struggle against the Red Bulls press? We are going to have probably different outlets for this game. Uh, but overall, we cannot change who we are. I mean, even though I said, okay, let's wait now and let's look only for transition, I don't think we have uh, the mentality and the type of players that are happy with defending for 60 70% of the game and then play football or be in control of the game for 30%. I don't think we have that type of players. We have the type of players that enjoy connecting passes, enjoy having possession, enjoy attacking continuously, and that's how we find joy, by playing forward and trying to attack and attack more than the opponent. We find joy in that. So we cannot change a lot that from one game to the other in three, four days. So, But we will we will try to be prepared for, for this game and try to have some different ways to build up, different ways to create chances. And, and yeah, let's see if, if that works. All right. It's going to be interesting to watch. Luis Arjujo, who's tied for the team lead with four goals. This is in regular season games. Dom Dwyer is the overall leader with six goals. Told me that he's confident wins are going to come. So I asked him where the team has improved that has him so optimistic. I think everything. I think we're we're playing together. I think we have to improve defensively and offensively. 
uh, we have to score more goals. Um, but those are the things that, that we're trying to do, and, and I think that um, you know we're we're hoping that we can show it in this game. Yeah, I'm just I don't I'm not as confident as Louise. Um, I I don't see a lot of improvement being made by the team. Now to that is not their fault. All the injuries that have happened, uh, the you know the back line against Toronto and what is likely going to be the back line against Red Bulls, including the goalkeeper, there's not a player older than 25, and most of them are 21 or younger. Just don't have a lot of playing experience. I have a lot of experience playing together. It's going to be a um, it's going to be a very very tough game for Atlanta United. All right, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to go to the mailbag. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution keeps you informed on the news that matters to you. And now, for a limited time, you can get six months of unlimited digital access to the AJC for just 99 cents. That includes all of our Atlanta United coverage, plus sports, politics, investigations, breaking news, dining, and more, for less than a buck. It's our best offer of the year for the best journalism in Atlanta. Go to subscribe.ajc.com podcast to get unlimited digital access for the next six months. For just 99 cents. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. And now to the mailbag. Cam says, on your next podcast, can you explain the blackout rules and why we can't watch United away games? It's not that you can't watch United away games. It's that you don't have the right cable provider. Um, YouTube TV and um, uh, Hulu don't carry... Uh, Bally Sports South or Southeast. And typically, Atlanta United's road games this season have been broadcast by one of those carriers, so that's why you can't get them. Next year, of course, that's going to be solved because the whole MLS rights package is moving to Apple TV, so you'll need to get an Apple TV if you don't already have one, and then you'll need to subscribe to the MLS package. Don't We don't know what the price is yet. Um, that's supposed to be announced here in a couple of months. But you can watch any MLS game at that point. You can save them. You can go back six months and watch one from six months ago. You can watch all the content provided by Atlanta United's communications and marketing department. All that will live on the Apple TV MLS app. Um, It should be a lot of fun. Henry, friend of the podcast, says, New York Red Bulls have a very strong midfield that is shown throughout the season. It is a genuine attacking threat. How can Atlanta effectively contain them? And do you think this Atlanta side can put up a good fight against them? I really don't know. Um, One of the problems that Atlanta United has had the past couple of games is Tiago Almada, of course, is now served two of a three-game suspension for the red card he received at the end of the Columbus game or after the Columbus game. So Pineda has switched Marcelino Moreno to the attacking midfielder role. When you do that, Moreno isn't 
going to play a lot of defense. So basically you have two midfielders, Abara and Hyman, who have been those midfielders, trying to contain three to four midfielders. And that's just a numerical issue. I mean, nobody in the world, except for maybe N'Golo Conte, is going to be able to do that. Um, I, I don't think you'll see Moreno in the attacking midfielder role against Red Bulls. And I'll be surprised if you see him play against NYCFC on that very, very small pitch um, because he, he's kind of gone back to not passing and moving a lot. He's gone back to a lot of dribbling. And on that pitch, it just will not work. Um, so to effectively contain them, you need an attacking midfielder that's going to be committed to playing some defense. You need an attacking midfielder that's good at – or just a midfielder that's good at finding those runners behind them because Red Bulls are going to run behind them. And you've got to get some players in there that – can get the ball looking over their shoulder to figure out where the pressure is coming from and also to figure out where their outlet is and then move that ball fast because that's the way to get through Red Bull's press. You either have to go through it with quick passing or you have to go over it. And Pineda has said many times he does not prefer to try to play long balls. So that is what Atlanta United may have to try to do. Noah says, you may have addressed this, but in terms of big-name players such as Gareth, Gareth Bell, uh, Lorenzo Insigne, what is Atlanta's front office philosophy on this? It seems like while our guys are getting injured left and right every game, we are signing nobody impactful because results on the pitch are non-existent, even with one of the highest paid rosters in the league. Well, the team has signed two players, uh, Godinho and Parata. They can't play, same as Insigne, same as Bell, until the transfer window opens on July 7th. The next game is Austin at home. You might see them then. They've had a couple of weeks to adjust. Um, but unless it's a free transfer and low wages, you're not going to see Atlanta United sign guys like Bell and Insigne. That is not their business model. That is not their philosophy. They want to uh, buy low, sell high. They've been able to do that once uh, with Miguel Almiron. Uh, they did it a little bit with George Bellow, who didn't cost them a thing because he was a homegrown. That's their philosophy. So, again, unless the player is coming in on a free at low or relatively low wages, I don't think you're going to see Atlanta United's front office make one of those kind of moves. And really, if you go back and look at MLS history, a majority of these signings don't work. They don't lead their team to championships. Chris asks, We had heard prior to Brooks Lennon going down that the club may be looking for fullback depth in the transfer window. Yeah, I wrote that. That was my speculation because that's what they needed. I think it's still what they need. That need is more urgent than before when just Gutman was out. Any rumors or information about that? So to sum up, for those who are new to the team, right now the team has two fullbacks who were on the roster in the preseason. Two healthy fullbacks who are on the roster in the preseason. Caleb Wiley and Mikey Ambrose. Both are left-sided fullbacks. Out for a while are Lennon, who suffered an MCL injury in warm-ups before the Toronto game. Ronald Hernandez, who suffered an MCL injury during a game. And Andrew Gutman, who suffered a quad injury during a game. Now, Pineda said yesterday that Gutman might be three weeks from returning. Hernandez is a little bit further away. We saw Hernandez walking around on the training pitch yesterday. Lennon is obviously still six to eight weeks, but they think maybe uh, Pineda implied that maybe his injury isn't as serious as they originally thought, but it's still going to be a few weeks. Atlanta United was reportedly tied to a fullback from Columbia, a young guy, um, but nothing really has come since then. 
but they do need a fullback. They need a fullback that can play on the right or the left right now. Again, Wiley and Ambrose are only left-sided fullbacks. Aiden McFadden, a draft pick in 2021, came in to play against Toronto and did a very, very good job, according to Pineda. I assume he's going to be the fullback tomorrow. If it's not McFadden, it could be Machop Chole uh, for what would be his first start in MLS and uh, his second appearance this season, I believe. He suffered an injury in the preseason uh, in that friendly against Chivas and really only recently returned. It was a, a long-term injury for him. He's one of the 19 players that Atlanta United has had missed games because of injuries this season. It's just been a very, very difficult year. So again, hinting at what's to come, after Red Bulls, Atlanta United's team will stay in the New York area and then they'll play NYCFC on Sunday at Yankee Stadium. It's a holiday weekend, so I'm not sure we're going to do a podcast after the Red Bulls game. We're we'll probably just save and, and wrap them up both um, when I get back. Um, quick turnaround, holiday weekend, and everything. But the NYCFC game is going to be at 5 p.m. Bally Sports, one of those. So if you don't have the channel, you're going to have to go to a bar and find the channel or figure something out which is what I had to do for the Toronto game. Y'all would have laughed because I had been able to watch Bally Sports Southeast through my streaming service, and then suddenly I couldn't. And so I had to go up to my local watering hole with my laptop and sit at the bar and cover the Toronto game. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up the Southern Fried Soccer podcast. Hug your loved ones. Communicate with your loved ones. Y'all take care. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.